Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS podcast, where Jonathan Denwood interviews the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS. This is episode 887. We've got a great guest. We've got Adam Weeks, the Circus Influence. Um, we're going to be discussing all things influence, market visibility in 203 and 204. If you're selling your services, your products, your plugins, this is going to be a great show. I've been looking forward to it. So, Adam, um, would you like to quickly give us a kind of 2030 intro about yourself and the company? Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me on. It's an honor. I've been loving your podcast for, for a while now. I, I come from the world of education. My background, I was a school teacher, principal, and then I, I always had WordPress as sort of something in the background, side projects, that kind of thing. But then the pandemic happened and I decided not to be a school principal anymore. And what am I going to do? <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Wold, uh, he bugged me about helping him out with some post status work. So I have done sponsorships with post status and I met Bob. So do the woo did some stuff for, for Bob. And during that experience, and I still, still help them both out during that experience, I realized that another, a number of companies in WordPress, especially product companies had this problem of exposure, distribution, and they may not want to put all their eggs in one basket or they just need help with getting getting exposure, getting marketing. And it's one thing to do advertising where you just pay for it but and create your own content. There are, those are good things to do. But how do you grow your influence and Cirrus influence, the, the clouds that are way up high, those are the Cirrus clouds and influence. That's what we want for all of our companies. So I partnered with a, a good friend of mine, uh, Nick LaRose. He had been at XWP for a while. And so the two of us said, hey, let's, let's do this. We have a number of, of people that we think can, can use this. And so, yeah, let's help them grow their influence. And yeah, happy to talk more about that. Oh, that's great. And I've got my great co-host, Kurt. Kurt, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Sure thing, Jonathan. Uh, my name is Kurt Von Annen. I run an agency called Manana Nomas, and we focus largely on membership and learning websites for folks. That's great. And like I say, we're going to be talking about how you market yourself in 2023, 24. It's a changing landscape. Uh, Adam's got some great insights, should be a great interview, but before we go into the main meat and potatoes of the show, we've got a couple messages from our major sponsors, we'll be back in a few moments folks. Are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging? Sensei LMS by Automatic is the original WordPress solution for creating and selling online courses. Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post. For example, interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPTONIC, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today. We're coming back, folks. I'd like to point out, 
that we've got some great deals from the sponsors, plus a created list of the best WordPress plugins and services that will save you a load of time trying to find the right um, plugin for your client's project. What more could you ask for? Probably a lot, but that's all you're going to get from that particular page. To find all the goodies, all you've got to do is go over to wp-tonic.com slash deals. That's easy, isn't it? wp-tonic.com slash deals, and you'll find all the goodies there. Christmas is coming, so I'm generous. So there we go. <laughs> uh, uh, so off we go on to our journey. So, um, I mean, you covered in some ways question one, really, Adam, with your intro. Uh, but um, so let's go on to question two then. Um, <laughs> do uh, it. So, what do you think are the main benefits that your clients really get from the company? You know, what, what do you what do you think observing your clientele? You've been running this now for a year, a couple of years. What are some of the patterns, the main pain points that you see often when you're when you're dealing with your new possible clients? Uh, you know, th- there's a, a number of, of different things that I really feel that we bring value. I like to think of it in this way. Let me, can I tell you a quick story? Would that be okay? Oh, I love my stories. A little, little quick story. All right. So there's a guy and he mows lawns. And he's great at mowing lawns. He buys all the tractors, all of the lawn equipment. Well, you go to every day, you go buy your tractors. You got to buy all your stuff. And so he he gets his lawn mowing company up and running, and he gets his first client, and he does a great job. And he said, "Hey, while I was mowing the lawn, I saw that you have um, some, you know, your your gutters. You know, they're kind of clogged. Would you like me to take care of that?" Goes to the homeowner. Sure, yeah, I'd pay you to do that. Hey, while well, I was up on your lawn, up on your roof, you know, cleaning, I saw that some of those shingles were kind of a miss. Wouldn't take me much. I could, I could fix that. Oh yeah. Hey, you know, they'd pay for that too. Hey, while well, I was up there, I also noticed that your chimney, like it's the, it's the mortar is just cracking. It's, it's not great. You know, I, I know how to do that. Oh, the homeowner says, I'd, I'd love for you to, I'd pay for you to do that. Well, what's been happening this whole time, his lawn equipment that he spent a lot of money on has been sitting there, not getting any use. The investment in that is not happening. So to put all that together, how I connect these dots is that if you are building a product for WordPress, your best time is spent making sure it's the best product, the investment that you have there, do that thing. You can do your own marketing, your own PR. You can do all of that yourself. It's not rocket science. But where is your time and energy best spent? I would think that it would be with working with a company like us, where we're going to get you exposed, get your company out there to the different channels uh, in WordPress. Yeah, well, he sounds like a really good person, a good expert on upselling. Upselling. I had that. I had that. Yeah, I had that on Tuesday. Kurt knows. <laughs> Obviously, my car maintenance and they're upselling me consistently. I wasn't too happy about it, Kurt. Was I? I was whinging about it, wasn't I? <laughs> he didn't seem too happy at the car dealership, Jonathan. Well, um, they got a polite no the first time. They got a polite no the second time. When he got to the third time, it was getting a bit rough. When he got to the fourth time. It, I was feeling 
a bit aggravated, to be truthful, Adam. Um, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this, Adam, because I'm sure you hear this quite a bit. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm only interested in affiliate marketing or mm. Facebook adverts, you know, no, this influence stuff. If I don't get a direct sell from a placement, this is total waste of money. I'm not interested. Uh, just affiliate marketing, that's all I'm interested in. And yeah. Facebook, how do you respond to that? Those things are very attractive because they're easy to to track. You put in this much dollar, you know, this you know, in a in a Facebook ad campaign, you see those number of clicks come in Google. And my responses to that is yes, do that. And what are you going to do? It's a, it's not an or, it's an and. Depending on how quickly you want your company to grow, if you're fine just going slow, which I would say that if you're in business, um, you, you know, you have a runway and the way to either, you need to do a couple of two things, either extend the runway or add more fuel to your jet plane and go faster. The way to do that is by getting more eyeballs in front of people. On top of that, the other thing I will add is that a goal for a company is to build fans. You want people to love your stuff. You don't build fans by doing affiliate marketing. You might get some sales, but you're not going to be grow people who care about you and think, oh, they are an influential uh, person in this space. Yes, we all need friends, don't we, Adam? We need. Well, so that's a, another good thing is uh, I think about WordCamps in this way. I don't. Is, I'm not going anymore. I know. I'm giving up. I, I, I'm, I'm marked as a target because of my English humor and my sarcasm, Adam. Which, so which I love. People that go to WordCamps do not appreciate my type of humor, Adam. And, and that's, that is a tragedy. And I'll, I'll put other events in it as well. What I would say is that you've heard the the old thing saying is that business gets done on the golf course. So essentially, we don't have a golf course. Um, the reason why that is is that people like to do business with their friends, and you it's difficult to make friends over over the internet. It can be done, but I would say that the those friendships are grown when you're in person. And that is another aspect to this is that that uh, being in the same place together where you can can actually talk about what's going on is also going to be a big part of a healthy strategy. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll give you that. Over to you, Kurt. As I listen to Adam speak, you know, it reminds me of that famous quote by Bob Berg, you know, that says, you know, all things being equal. I think it's all things being equal. People do business with people they um, like, know and trust. Mm. Right. So I so I that's one of those business quotes that just constantly gets, you know, respun. And to Adam's point, you know, I've only been to a couple of word camps, but the more I'm exposed on these, you know, podcasts and the Manana Namas podcast and the work I do with Lifter LMS, it's. I'm walking through WordCamp and people going, hey, Kurt, hey, Kurt. And I don't even know who these people are. And uh, it, at first I, I saw it happen. <laughs> yeah. At first, it's a little creepy, but I'm looking at 
the growth I'm seeing this year and I'm going, well, the work's been worth it. You know, you sow the seed and you wait for the harvest. But I think too many people are looking for that instant gratification and, and it is a long game, right? And so building brand and building reputation is ongoing work and it's, and it's a long game. So just to expand on that question from that perspective, Adam, how do you approach people with the immediate gratification versus the long game chat? Because that's got to be part of the talk. Yeah, no, there was, there's been a number of discussions on what are the benefits of going to a WordCamp because it's an incredible investment. It's very expensive to show up to a WordCamp, to sponsor a WordCamp. And it's funny, we, we think of the overnight success. You know, we see companies once they have overnight success, but they didn't see the 10 years that went into becoming that overnight success. And that's why it, it, we are attracted by that. Hey, I put in a dollar for advertising and I got $2 in sales back. That's great. If you can do that, do that all day long. But that's not typically how business works. It's a long game. Cool. Well, I need to switch gears on us a little bit and move to the next question. And that is, and maybe your perspective is going to be different. So I'm hoping that, that you have some insight here. There's a lot of, it seems like if we're reading X and we're looking at podcasts, it seems like there's like this, this growing discontent, different areas or sections in the WordPress community. And you have this unique perspective kind of dealing with different people. What are your kind of your thoughts on kind of like where this is, what's happening and where it might be leading? Are we calling it X? Have we started, have we gave up on Twitter? Oh, I gave up on Twitter. I'm, I'm with X. <laughs> we're, 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 yeah, we're calling I'm it so I'm going to keep saying Twitter. I think it sounds like a bloody porn site. <laughs> can you? It's, a, you it's, can, about, it's about right, though, really. It's become a bit of a porn site. Isn't it? Yeah, if you can okay. tweet at someone, can you can you X, X at someone? It doesn't sound right, does it? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't roll over, over the tongue, really, does it? So... So, Kurt, are you speaking specifically to the the WordPress community? Yeah, yeah, I would say, you know, we covered on our podcast at the roundtable last week. We were talking about, um, you know, folks that are saying that, you know, the 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 leader of WordPress isn't following the WordPress code of ethics or code of behavior. Right. Mm. Um, you know, and, and there's certain people that are really calling out for that. And there's other people that are saying, well, you know, this whole blocks thing has been a disaster. We need to go to classic press. And then there's other folks that have other concerns. You know, there's, there's, um, there's a lot with alternative lifestyles, diversity, equity, inclusion. There's, I mean, you could just break things into all kinds of social columns. And then it just seems like it's getting, I don't know if it's a social media presence, but it seems like it's been exacerbated lately. And we were wondering if you had a different perspective of it. The first thing is that leadership is hard, especially servant leadership. Yeah. And that is to me the best model for leadership is that as a leader, my role is to make sure that my people have what they need when they need it. And it's difficult. And not to excuse bad behavior at all. Uh, but this isn't an easy thing to do. And for us to sit back and say, woulda, shoulda, coulda, that was a terrible thing. I don't love being in that position because I'm not in the shoes of the person 
that I, you know, to, to be critical of. At the same time, we do not endorse bad behavior. So I, I think my, my encouragement to, to leadership is be better. That is an encouragement for everyone. Uh, don't screw up <laughs> as best you can. Um, but the screw-ups will happen. We are at, for, so for this PR perspective, a, a large part of what we do is crisis response. When a bad thing happens, when you have to give bad information to your customer base, what do you do? And I would say when there is a tragedy, when there is a, a bad thing that happens, you have an opportunity to grow your influence. And I didn't see that happen in kind of this latest, uh, you know, X Twitter uh, debacle. Yeah, that's, you know, such a cautious answer. I actually really appreciate the way you maneuvered that. <laughs> Leadership is hard. Um, it's difficult. It is. But I, I also like what you said there. And that is, you know, in leadership, you know, you're going to screw up, you know, you're going to make mistakes. And then it's how do you acknowledge the, yeah. the fault and move forward? It's always that momentum, right? Momentum being one of the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. You're like, how do we keep the momentum going the right way and not have it, you know, boomerang? Yeah. How hard? There's it, right. It, it's when you do a bad thing. <laughs> you have a choice on what kind of response you're going to make. I'll give you another quick story. I heard this. I, I really liked it. There was a group of, you know, two or three people, they, they went to a smoothie shop. And this lady, she was enjoying her smoothie and she was sipping on her smoothie. And one of the blades from the blenders was in her cup. I did. Which is bad for a smoothie shop. She goes over. And she tells the person at the front counter, like, hey, look what I just found in my smoothie cup. At that time, the person behind the counter had two choices. And I call this, I'm getting balloons behind my... Yeah, very impressive. I can't do that, actually. Uh, uh, there's a few people that like me, put me on a balloon and send me off. But... What is going on? Sorry, for those of you on audio, my screen is... You need to go to the WP Tony YouTube channel and subscribe <laughs> and you can see the balloons. I don't know how that happens. That was bizarre. So this person has two choices. What are you going to do? Something bad has happened. A blade is in this smoothie cup. You have two options. One, you're, it's a, kind of this, this token, I think of it. It's the end of the world token. You can play that token or you can play that it's not a big deal token. Unfortunately for this smoothie shop, they picked it's not a big deal. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, here, here's a free smoothie on us. If you take the it's not a big deal token, your customer is going to take the opposite token. So you can pick one and they're going to pick the other. So in her case, it was the end of the world. And she was pissed at how they did not take care of her in this smoothie situation. Whereas if the person had picked the other token, the it's the end. I am so sorry. We're going to stop all the smoothie machines. Stop them all right now. Clean them out. We're going to inspect every single one of them. This cannot happen. It is unacceptable at our place. And what we want to do as an apology for it, here's 10 free smoothies. 
uh, come back, you know, it's the end of the world. Oh, that's okay. Thank you so much. Because your customer is going to take the, it's not a big deal. How this applies to, to Twitter is this, and what's happened with leadership is if you say it's not a big deal and it's dismissive, everybody will and did say it's the end of the world. I'm with you. Jonathan, I'm going to pass it back to you, sir. Yes. Um, <laughs> I see where you're coming from. I'm not totally sure, but I see where you're coming from. Uh, um, when I, went, I had a fall in my mind and it left me rapidly. So that's happening quite regularly as I get older, Adam. These thoughts come in my mind and they leave. Yeah, um, your person could probably keep you on track with a good agenda. Oh, no, I was going to ask you, Adam. Um, so, you know, obviously when it comes to online influence, PR, and you advise companies and that, that isn't there always a contradiction at the core of it in some ways? Because um, I was, I've been thinking about this for the past few months, that obviously to be an influencer, and I, I don't really like the terrible term. It is in a way, in a way it is, and you, you can let things annoy you or not. But everything's about influence, isn't it? Um, um, but people want you to review products, um, talk about their products, be on people's radar because you've got audience. And the bigger the audience or the, you know, sometimes it can be a small audience but a very focused audience or it can be a big audience, less focused. But the more sophisticated people understand uh a focus audience mm. can be more worthwhile than a larger. But when you're talking about a larger audience, they want the biggest audience possible. Mm. But normally, they, unless you're in educational content, to get a large audience, it's normally that that you want to be on the you want to be edgy, you want to be on the edge, you want to be um, a bit cutting um, about your content. Because that's what that's what generates audience. But that's the last thing that um, somebody that wants to sponsor you or put an advert. That's the last thing they want because they don't want to be tarnished with anything that's a bit edgy. So, am I on the right track, or am I deluding myself? That to me, there's always a constant strain there. Um, I would say there's a constant reason to be vigilant and understanding your audience. So the term aligned incentives, I think, is important. So you have the media outlet, and they need to be entertaining. And I would argue that beyond entertaining, bring value to their, their audience. So being entertaining is often edgy, but it doesn't I'm getting the thumbs up thing. I don't know what. Uh, I'm very yeah. impressed with it. I'm uh, so excited right now. Uh, yeah. So it, it, what? So the media outlet needs to be true to their their audience, and you have these people who want to generate influence. Hopefully, they have something to also share with that audience, and that's what I would say is that you have to be cognizant of what your audience wants and at the same time be valuable to your sponsors. 
yeah, I see where you come from, but I don't really care. Fuck what my audience wants. I just do this podcast to meet people, and I like a chat. And it's grown into something a bit bigger because I've just hammered away for almost eight years. But I don't you know the the sponsorship I get just about covers the costs and get, and um, covers a little bit. But I couldn't. I don't make a living out of it. I just use it to promote myself and even sure promote my own influence. But I'm I'm going to push back a little bit that you don't care about your audience. That's that can't be true. You're you're doing this today because I don't even know who the audience is because <laughs> half the time they don't. But no, that's true. I go to word camps and. Um, and people come up to me and say, I've been listening to the show for years and like they like they talk to you like they know you. I don't know them from Adam. But it's really hard in podcasting to get any kind of feedback from people. They, so That's true. The 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 feedback is, is difficult. But at the end of the day, as a content creator, you do want your content to be consumed. You, you know, we don't want to just uh, speak out into the void. We want people to pay attention. We want it to make a difference. And I think that is where the aligned incentive comes from. Right, your I think you got something to add to this, Kurt? I was just thinking I only have 70 subscribers on my YouTube channel after five years. It's ticking <laughs> me off. <laughs> it's really, it's really, it's, um, it's a difficult one, but I, I was being a bit conscious. I was um, bear baiting there a little bit. Sure, yeah. Um, obviously, I do. I don't. I do respect the audience to some extent. What I meant in a more <laughs> serious, in a more serious tone, is that I don't plan the content. I don't sure plan it all out. I don't know how the guest is going to respond. You, you seem up for it. We have, we had Ollie last week on the show. He's been on the show a couple of times. He was great. He's a polished marketer. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about his startup, it was a great chat, wasn't it, Kurt? He's a yeah. great guy. Um, you're up for it. Some guests aren't. I sometimes wonder why they even agreed to come on the show, but they never come <laughs> back. They, they, you know, it's no point in asking them back if you know what I mean. Um, but I don't plan it all out because I don't know what I'm going to be dealing with with everyone. Well, I think it's it's also goes to the audience likes naturally who you are. You are the content, and and you shouldn't try to be something that you're not because then the people who come here they will leave. Your authentic self, like that, is what they're here for. They want a bit of that edginess, and if a sponsor is so touchy they don't make that they're going to leave then they don't make a good sponsor you need a sponsor who also likes your authentic self yeah i think i feel that you know what you see what you hear is what you get at a word camp i think most people i think kurt would agree what i I know it's horrendous kurt i don't know how you deal with it but i'm very (laughs) the way i am on this podcast is the way i am in general isn't it kurt uh that is a fact that's a nightmare, isn't it? Um, I think it's time for to go on our uh, our bid break. It's been a great chat so far. We've got some other great questions. We will be back in a few moments, folks. This podcast episode is brought to you by Lifter LMS, the leading learning management system solution for WordPress. If you or your client are creating any kind of online course, 
training-based membership website, or any type of e-learning project, Lifter LMS is the most secure, stable, well-supported solution on the market. Go to LifterLMS.com and save 20% at checkout with coupon code PODCAST20. That's PODCAST20. Enjoy the rest of your show. We're coming back, folks. Um, just want to point out, if you're looking, if you want to support the show, why don't you become a WP Tonic partner? We host um, learning management systems and buddy boss websites. That's what we specialize. If you've got a project and you want to support the show, why don't you host it on WP Tonic and show some support to the show? Um, to, we've got some great deals. To find out more information about it, all you have to do is go over to wp-tonic slash partners, wp-tonic.com slash partners, and sign up and uh, host your client's website with us. We offer a ton of great reasons why you should do that. So this goes straight back into it, folks. Uh, I'm a bit chirpy today. I've, I, I think I've had about 15 cups of coffee this morning. <laughs> God, I went for my walk. I was freezing. It was bloody freezing. This. I went for my three-mile walk, uh, and it was freeze my tits off. Uh, <laughs> off we go. Um, another, in- I thought another interesting thing, uh, I don't know if you've been thinking about this, I think... One of the biggest changes I've seen over the past three years, three or four years in WordPress, is when I entered in the WordPress space around 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. And I think I started this podcast around 2015, 2016. Um, was it all the, all the, people well-known in the WordPress space and the companies were all North American-based. Mm. Pippin Williamson, um, Chris, Chris Lemmer. Um, there, was, there was a big group around Genes- Genesis uh, um, Studio Press. There was a big group around that. What I've seen lately is it's become much more internationalized, you know, um, the biggest coding shops are in um, the sub-Indian subcontinent in Eastern Europe. It seems to become much more internationalized. How, how does that affect you, how you operate? And would you agree with what I've just said, that it seems to become much more internationalized over the past four or five years? Oh, definitely. Um, how it affects me? Uh, I have to sometimes take meetings at odd times of day. My my calendar uh, gets filled up with oh, I got to wake up earlier. Going to you know, depending on where our clients are. Another thing that's interesting is you also need to pay more attention to global news. Uh, a number of our clients have been affected by what's happening in in Israel, and it feels a little disingenuous to just hop into if you haven't talked to them for a while. Hey, I need a thing, or are you doing whatever? Without also acknowledging their family may be going through a tremendous struggle or something. So I am more cognizant of what's happening around the world because we have clients who are in places that are dealing with news that I may not be aware of. 
It's one of the beauties of living in North America. You've got two enormous oceans on either side, haven't you? It does. It does. It does insulate us a, a bit. Yeah, uh, I I spent my till my mid fifties in in Britain. It's a very small country. Um, so over to you, Kurt. Thanks, Jonathan. Um, I don't want to like cloak things like I don't know what happens, Adam, because you and I have already worked together and we've shared guests. Um, and it's been a really good rewarding, uh, kind of interaction for me. You've put me with some really good matched up guests for the things that I do, but outside of, you know, referring people to podcasts and stuff, what are some tools that Cirrus influence uses, or how do you find your success day to day in the things that you do? Absolutely. So Black Friday is a big one. We help make sure that our clients get on all of Black Friday lists uh, because, again, you can spend your time doing that. It's not magic or rocket science, but we've done the work to find all of the lists and then we get their clients on those lists. We also help with, we keep a pulse on what is happening, where the conversations are happening. And when our clients, their expertise matches that conversation, we try to encourage them to, to insert themselves. And, you know, for instance, um, the tavern is an excellent example where you can't buy ads on the tavern. You, you know, you can't sponsor them, but there is a comment section. And that's a really good way to be a part of that conversation is hopping into the comments there or what's happening on Twitter or what's happening in... You're a very brave person if you're going to comment on the tavern. That's spicy. Uh, yeah. It's a little bit spicy, the tavern comments. Get, get in there. Uh, I've had over the years reading the Sarkis comments. Yeah. I'm a pissed off developer. That's how you grow the influence, though, is that you, you do need to... So I, there's another aspect of of how we can be helpful. Many people in WordPress are not comfortable on a microphone being public. They may be more on the introverted side of this, where which creates an opportunity for someone like me, who I'm fine with that. I'm ready to go. Let's go talk. Let's have a conversation. And everybody here on this little window, I would say also <laughs> does not struggle with that. But many people do. What we do is we help you be more confident, know that you have something of value to share, to add to the conversation because you are an expert in this field. And we do some coaching along that as well. Awesome. Awesome. And just to expand, I have kind of this question in the back, and that is when I did PR back in 2008, 2009, 2010, there was still a lot of old school PR, like PR.com, PR Newswire, PR, like, yeah. like real PR, like, like you just put out an article on behalf of a company and you pray right. some magazine picks it up. Is that still a thing or is that? There are very few pure PR agencies anymore. And that's why it's a and conversation. It's not a you have to do only PR. If you're only doing PR, you your leads will dry up. It is a combination of paid of paid placements. As an example, a number of media outlets are doing Black Friday roundup videos, and you know they do expect to get paid for some of those because those are paid placements. Again, 
we find them, we find what what is going to be the best media outlet to align with their brand and what's the best deal out there. Say, okay, we've got a budget of X, Y, and Z. Great. Then we bring those to you. And again, it's still a pain in the butt to manage all of those things. We do the in, the intake, we find out, we fall in love with our, our client's product, we learn everything about that so that we can speak on their behalf. And that would be an example. So correct, PR is not the same. You do need a mix of traditional marketing, put your own content out there, affiliate links, advertising, as well as PR. And then that crisis response is another part of it that's interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, you just click something in my head and it was like, as you were talking, I'm like, everything that you bring to the table probably has a unique format or a unique something to go with that, whatever that platform or that initiative is. So there's all that work on the back end right. to try and fit those Lego pieces together. Cause if the Lego doesn't fit it, it, it don't fit. And it's not, it can't be, has to be genuine. So that, that's going to be that part of what is your brand and how do we help you grow your brand? Keeping that in, in mind at all times. And again, someone who is building a product that may not be their strength and that's okay. It doesn't need to be. Yeah. And, and I found a lot of founders when I talk to them, they're so deep in their own mess. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard to pull back and see it like someone else from the outside would see it. Right. So that's a really good, good point to have that third person. It's difficult to remember what it was like to not know something. Of course, this, this is oh, why I don't have that. I don't have that problem. <laughs> I forget it all the time, but we, we do, we, we, even when we, the, the lingo that we use, we use acronyms for things and people, I don't know what you're talking about. And we forget, oh, some people not, might not know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, over to you. Yeah, I'm going to put put you on the spot here a little bit. But, you know, is there any kind of um, recently any client work, any clients? Um, obviously, you don't have to name them because obviously um, a lot of the time it, it's confidential. Um, but is, is, are there any clients you work worked with recently that you, you've um, done some work for them that comes to mind that you could share with the audience that you were you were quite proud of that you got. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, one of the ones that that's been interesting and, uh, Kurt, you had a a nil on, on your, your podcast. Um, they have an interesting problem opportunity slash something. So multi-collab is an interesting product. It solves a problem that a lot of developers have where you can't collaborate in the editor, right? That's that you do your work on Google Docs. Everybody kind of puts their two cents in, suggestions, comments, editing. And then you've got to copy and paste that, put it into the editor. And that's a workflow for a lot of people. What Multicollab does is skips the Google Docs step and puts all of it right there in the editor. Now, the interesting part of this is that that's on the roadmap. That's on Gutenberg's roadmap. What happens when the main you know, parts of your product 
are going to be, we call it Sherlocked. I don't know. Have you heard the term Sherlocked before? No, I haven't. Um, maybe Kurt has. No, so I'm up in education today. Sherlock, if you've been Sherlocked, it came, it come from a, a Mac where there was. It sounds delicious though, it's Sherlock. Sherlock. No, like to be like, it's like the, like Sherlock Holmes. There was a company that would, uh, it was a plugin for Mac where, you know, in the, in the upper right, there's a little spy, spyglass and you can search your Mac for everything. And that was a product called Sherlock. Well, Apple saw that. It's like, wow, that's really useful. Let's steal that. And now we call that Spotlight. And so people were pissed because this company was Sherlock. Basically, Apple took away their entire product. So that's the question. Is Multicollab getting ready to be Sherlocked? I would argue no. And what we talk about is on iOS or Android, you used to have these flashlight apps. Do you remember flashlight apps when the app store first opened? No one has a flashlight app anymore because it also got, you know, that part of the iOS. That um, that feature was is now baked into the operating system. Well, what if you are someone, and so all those flashlight apps went away. What if you have a weather app? Well, iOS has a weather app, or if you're a notes app, well, to make sure that you're not Sherlocked, you need to make sure that you offer additional functionality and that you are the pro user. So the example here with multi-collab is, okay, this feature is coming to the roadmap, but for those who need something above and beyond, something more professional, because I'm a pro user, the weather being an example of well, yes, Apple has a weather app or Android has a weather app, but I'm a snowboarder and I want to know exactly what the weather's going to be up on this mountain. So I have a special app for that pro features. And that's the positioning for multi-collab is the, the messaging around that is, yeah, if that feature is coming, but for those who want additional features or who are pro users, well, they're going to use multi-collab. So how did you help them? Was it to work out what the pro version should be then? Right. So we have given them some feedback, but it is also on that messaging to help them be consistent with that messaging. So when Anil goes on podcasts, when people on his support team are talking to the public, they have a consistent message when they are asked that question because we've put stuff up out there like, well, why do I need multi-collab? It's just coming to the roadmap. Well, one, it's not there yet. And two, this is going to be more feature-packed and will have additional uh, things that people can do beyond what's just baked in to Gutenberg. Quick, um, if you got a question before we go into our final question, Kurt? I'm good, Jonathan. Oh, I'm going to add another question um, before we go into our last question. Um, do you think... Do you think the kind of digital, um, going to use that term again, influence, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Um, I don't think we've got any better term for the present moment. <laughs> I don't know if you've got any suggestion, but I don't really think there is. Um, but I think it's fair to keep using it. I just think it's got some connotations that have been placed on it. It's a bit like membership and teaching. You know, there's a certain... Um, 
and how to put it in words, a, a certain, certain way of online marketing that's diminished mm. membership websites, which is very unfair to everybody else. Mm. Um, but how do, you, do, how do you see the landscape of influence? Do you think it's changing? Do you see any patterns that you've observed that might continue or m- mature in the next 12 months? 18 months, anything on you you've been thinking about? In, in its current form, it is still a very new way to market. We've always had, in some way, influencers, people who were would make a difference. That's why when you'd have a race or something, you know, hey, we want you to, you know, uh, put that hat on after the race or, or, or whatever it is. So there's been influencers for a very long time, but not in this lifestyle influencer area, not in as many. We have a lot more people who consider themselves influencers than we've ever had. People would be remiss to dismiss the power of an influencer. When we discuss PR and you think of, oh, wow, a good PR company. We're trying to get our stuff into the, the New York Times or on Vanity Fair or you know something like that. Well, if you have a influencer with a really big following, which one's more valuable? Is the Vanity Fair or someone with 5 million Instagram followers? WordPress doesn't have that, those same type of numbers. And that's why, Kurt, when you say, hey, I've only got 70 people subscribing to my YouTube channel. If you have 70 people in a room with you that are all engaged and the right audience, 70 is a lot like, and valuable. And that's what I would say are influencers. The, the numbers, the metrics are different for influencers and WordPress because we're not going to see those huge numbers, but we don't need to. WordPress as a project, the number of people that really care about this thing, it's at most maybe, I don't know, what do you think, 10,000 people? Uh, and and many of them, you know, not English speaking. So I think the the metrics are different. And for us to expect that, you know, what is viral in one industry is does not look viral at all in another. And you can have, if you get a a post and it's on LinkedIn or X or whatever, and it's a WordPress type thing, if you get 10 people to, to comment on it, that's a pretty big deal. If they're special, if they're 10 different people and they're engaging in the conversation, in other places, 10 is nothing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I was thinking, you know, um, example, WP Paul from WP Top, I always think he's kept his reputation um, and I respect what he's done with his YouTube channel. Uh, Matt Medeiros, um, he can be a bit spicy and a bit of a handful, but I think he's got credibility uh, um, and he's tried to do things the right way. I haven't agreed with every word that's come out of his mouth and he probably would say the same about me. <laughs> um, but I think he's got credibility. There's other people which I won't name because I don't, I don't think it's appropriate. I, I really haven't got the energy to get involved with a Twitter storm and all that crap. Um, that I um, don't think I've got any credibility. Um, 
got any advice about if you're in this area, you know, because I'm in it, because um, I like chatting with people and I'm also in it to promote my business, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, got How do you keep your credibility? How I know it's a strange question, but I think you know where I'm coming from. It it goes to being authentic and being, you know, don't try to be something that you're not. Don't try to be controversial if there's nothing to be controversial about. Yeah. Um, but just being being authentic. I think it's also important that um, we're willing to engage with people again does the for instance and here's here's a question maybe there are certain people that you have had bad interactions with in the past never that that would never happen is that is your opinion of them forever do they get a second chance would you be willing to uh try it again and there is a burn me once but do we always have a bad opinion I think it's more to do with hypocrisy. There's some people that are totally different in private than what they are, their public persona. It's quite shocking when you come across them. I mean, really, really fundamentally different, you know, and you wonder, and it's always a shock when you come across those. You wonder how they can maintain it. Because, you know, I am, because I do, I just couldn't do it. You know, I just haven't got the mental capacity to be different than what I am on this show. You know, um, but it's always shocking when you come across those individuals. Is that making sense, Adam? It, it does. I, I guess I just, I push back on, um, hopefully we are all growing and becoming better at what we do. And people have screwed up in the past. Don't let them hurt you again is I think a good boundary to have. Um, but I think in this industry where the community is so small, it's not great to write off people forever. No, you know, you obviously you work with Jonathan World. Jonathan's a fantastic individual, top quality person, always been extremely fair with me. Um, you know, he's a, he's a quality guy, you know, he's a friend of the show. Um, so when you mentioned that you work with Jonathan, you know, that's great news because he's just a great guy, isn't he? Um, um, he's got a lot more patience than I've got. (laughs) (laughs) So this gets to the final question, my favorite. So obviously I'm from the UK. I've been living in America for 15 years now. I'm a joint citizen. Um, but I, I was a viewer of Doctor Who, the time, the Tylenders. So if you could transport yourself through a time machine back to your early days of your career, maybe your teaching career, whatever, and you could give yourself one tip, one insight, have a little chat with yourself, what would you tell yourself? No one's going to do it for you. You don't need permission from anyone to do the thing that you're interesting in, interested in. I think it's it's be curious, but don't wait for someone to say, yeah, you can do that. I felt like I was often waiting like, well, I don't want to, you know, I, I need, no, uh, be be courageous and go and, and follow those rabbit holes, follow your curiosity. And I don't think I did that enough. I was waiting for someone to give me permission 
to be successful. Great advice. Um, so, Adam, what's the best way for people to find out more about you, your great company? Hopefully you would come back in the new year for another yeah. chat. I've really enjoyed it. You've shown your skill by dealing with me so differently. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, it was. Uh, um, we had a bit of a spar and you dealt with me very easily. Very impressed. <laughs> it's so easy to deal with me, actually. Well, I used uh, to be a school principal, so... Uh, yeah, not, I'm a naughty ang- child. Angry... Angry there's no harm in me. There's no <laughs> real harm in me. I'm just an idiot. Not at all. Uh, uh, people actually think I'm an intellectual, actually. I've had people's... Yeah. I think it's just the... Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> I'm thick as two planks. Uh, um, so there we go. So what's the best way for people to find Oh, out? man. Uh, find me on... on I'm, I'm on the old uh, Twitter X, whatever you call it. LinkedIn is where I spend a lot of uh, a lot of good time. It is... I think it's the social network for, for business. Um, post status Slack. I'm also on the, the WP Minute Slack. Um, but yeah, SiriusInfluence.com. You can find us there and we'd love to connect. If there are any companies who are saying, hey, I could use some more influence, we'd love to help them out. That's great. And Kurt, what's the best way to find out more about you and what you're up to? Anything online that is Manana Nomas generally ties to me. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn almost every day, like Adam. So, and I'm the only Kurt Von Onnen there. So if you find Kurt Von Onnen, you got him, connect, and uh, we will. We'll have a conversation. And so what's the podcast about, Kurt? You know, how to, how, what's the best way for people to find out more about your podcast? The podcast is distributed on like 12 different channels. So the most popular is on Spotify. And uh, so if you go to Spotify and you search up Manana Nomas, chances are you'll see my bicycle there or a picture of my mug in AI. And um, we focus on leadership, entrepreneurship, a little bit of wellness and fitness that goes with business. And um, we really just try to keep it conversational. We just, we just freeform it for 40, 45 minutes and let people spotlight themselves and their skills. Yeah, so show you some love for Kurt. Go over and subscribe to his podcast. It sounds great. Um, we will be back next week. We've got some great guests coming up. Uh, we're coming to the end of the year. It's been an interesting year. We've got some great guests coming up. We're going to finish strong, I feel. I've had really enjoyed the chat with Adam. It's been really great. We will be back next week. See you soon, folks. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind Facebook group? And also to keep up with the latest news, click wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.